Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There is more to me, Queen Eliara of Elfgard, than my elven magic. Just as there's more to Geico than saving you money, Geico also gives you 24-7 access to licensed agents online, on the phone, or on the Geico app. And while I am a mighty elf queen, I am also a mighty big fan of barbecue potato chips. Minions? More smoky mesquite. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spiritual Insights with Charlotte Spicer. Spirituality and Metaphysics Talk Radio, featuring a course in miracles, dream interpretation, guided meditation, and the psychic and metaphysics free-for-all. It's your opportunity to consult with a professional psychic medium, discuss past lives, the chakras, and more. We are non-denominational, and there are no limits. Want to change your life? You must first change your mind. 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 No matter your religious structure, cultivate peace in your reality through self-awareness with an authentic spiritual teacher. And now, your host, Charlotte Spicer. Insights, everyone, and the latest installment in our Masterclass Educational Series, Guidance from Spirit, Channeled Messages from Beyond the Veil. I'm joined today by my special guest co-host, Danielle Gibbons, who has served as channel for Mother Mary since 1994, allowing Mother, in her distinct voice, to speak and to guide human beings directly. With this gift, she has served and assisted people worldwide to connect with Mother's love and grace. Together, Mother Mary and Danielle inspire individuals to awaken and expand their consciousness through best-selling courses, life-changing retreats, radio appearances, and online events. You can join us each month on the second Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern. After a brief discussion, Danielle will allow Mother to come through. And while we won't be taking calls, I will try to represent the audience as best as possible with any possible questions. I would encourage you to read their life-changing book, Mother Mary's Pathway to Love, Building a Loving Relationship with Yourself That Will Transform Your Life. The book's chapters provide a manual to assist the reader on a journey from darkness to the light of the deepest form of love, the unconditional love of self. Through the book, Mother Mary tackles illusions, shadows, personal sabotages, faith, miracles, forgiveness, and spiritual growth and living. You can purchase the book and learn more about Danielle and Mother's courses, events, and classes at BelovedPublications.com. There is also a free audio course available if you sign up for the newsletter. I would also like to alert you that if you want to get into more of Mother's teachings, Danielle also appears on Conscious Talk Radio on the second Friday of each month. Simply visit ConsciousTalk.net to access those appearances, and you can now access a collection of videos on YouTube on their channel, Mother Mary Channel. There is a collection of absolutely wonderful videos that are amazing and beautifully done. 
Ladies and gentlemen, join me in welcoming Danielle back to the show. Hi, Danielle. How are you? Hey, Charlotte. I'm doing well. Great to be here with you today. <laughs> I appreciate it. I, I um, was thinking about a few things, and I watched one of Mother's videos, and I told everybody about the YouTube channel and how wonderful the videos are and how and how beautifully they're done. And it was very uplifting, the one that I selected. So that was nice to experience. And I'm just glad that we get to meet up and chat for a little while. Yes, thank you. And people are really enjoying them. They're, uh, I'm, I'm happy that Mother led me to start doing them on a more regular basis because not only am I having fun doing them, but, yeah, it's been a great response. People enjoy them a lot, so it's good. Well, I love the variety of the topics, and most of them are rather brief, like 15 to 20 minutes from what I've seen. And I think that allows people to take a lot away from a small segment. But I also enjoyed the longer ones as well with regard to uh, the year 2016 and finding peace in the world today. Those were very impactful, and I took extensive notes. So it's a great way to dig even more into the teachings. And so... I want to thank you on behalf of everybody for just doing the work and getting it out there. You are so very welcome. So we did discuss a topic today, which is something I'm in at the moment, which is physical pain. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Uh, The other day I woke up um, in a lot more pain than I'm used to. I'm I'm typically in physical pain every day. I have chip vertebrae in my Mm. neck. So it's very uncomfortable, oh. and and it gets stiff, and um, I, I try to watch my posture, but it it can be a big distraction. You know, I just learn to turn it off and try to ignore it as best I can. But the other day, yep. I woke up, and apparently a disc had slipped out of my lower back, and I was oh. having trouble even figuring out what was happening, and I couldn't get to my chiropractor. I had shows to do, so I just, you know, suffered through it and made sure I, you couldn't tell while I was on the air. But finally, yesterday, I managed to get it back in. And so it significantly reduced the pain, but it's very sore. And I'm just yeah. trying to let it relax. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I do. I do. I've had, I have a long history <laughs> of spinal issues. And, uh, yeah, and now uh, just in my last ooh, 13 years, just about – I've had headaches a lot of my life, tension headaches, and they have morphed into migraines uh, the last 13 years. And they're food allergy related, which is very frustrating. Um, And I've always had difficulty with my digestion, with my gut. Uh, That place of vulnerability, that is really a tough one for me. And so I feel that over just, you know, decades and decades of having this sort of underlying problem, I've developed these food allergies uh, that are becoming more and more problematic as I'm aging. So physical pain, I think, is something that most of us deal with. And a lot of us, like myself and yourself, there's sort of this um, chronic ongoing certain things that plague us. I mean, we're not dying from cancer, thank goodness. I mean, there's a lot of perspective that can be given, but it's this erosion of the spirit, I think. You know what I mean? Because physical pain is so 
corrosive to happiness and to joy. Yeah, I, w- I would have to agree with that. Yeah, it and is difficult to be enthusiastic about life and, you know, uh, bright and light and happy when you're hurting. It's mm-hmm. just, uh, it's a real challenge. So, well, I remember I, this was from an injury. I was in a car accident when I was 19. And mm-hmm. I remember the mental and emotional space I was in when it occurred. And the impact, quote unquote, of that accident on my life, with in particular with my physical condition. So it's been 30 years now that I've been yeah. in this, you know, this with every day and trying yeah. to get better mobility and uh, better posture. I've, I've been pretty conscious about it over the years, but lately because I get so busy, I'm not watching as carefully how I'm sitting yeah. or if I'm keeping my spine in a healthy position. You know what I mean? So yeah. what do you do for migraines and things of that nature? Do you have something like all I do is to just try to ignore it and um, I don't take medicine for it. And I sometimes, so every now and then I'll do some yoga poses, but an infrequent practice like that isn't going to have any impact. Is there anything you do to help alleviate (laughs) Well, it's funny. I had them for a long time, a decade or a little over that before it hit me. And this is so indicative of just general growth. I tell you, Charlotte, it's, you know, it took me (laughs) one day in the shower I guess I was just finally willing enough to listen and mother just planted the little seed in my head. Hey, maybe it's food related. (laughs) And so I, you know, up until then, like you, I was just ignoring it and just going on. It's a little bit like living in Seattle. You know, if you, if you stay indoors when it rains, you'll like never leave your house. So Mm -hmm. it, it, you know, you just have to just go with it. And when I would have really bad migraines, I would take, just over-the-counter stuff, you know, uh, Excedrin migraine or whatever. And that helped for sure for a long time. And then I went to the Internet, and I I just I did some research, and I found, you know, tannins were a real problem, like in red wine and chocolate and stuff and black tea. But I wasn't ingesting any of that, but I did feel like it was food-related. So I dug deeper. And I Mm -hmm. found this amazing website about tannins and migraines. It's the only one. She's not a medical person. She's just suffered for so long. Put up this website. She's an angel. She's one of those angels in the world that is so unexpected. And she had this extensive understanding and list of foods and herbs and spices that had tannins and it's it's been a lifesaver. I mean, it's been a lifesaver. So I abstain from ingesting most of those foods, but I'm also searching for the root problem, which is my, my, this is why I was just in the doctor and thank you for waiting for me on the show. You are so generous and I appreciate it. But I was just in the doctor because I have sort of reached the end of my rope with digestion. And I feel that my, compromised digestion is what originally caused all these food allergies to accumulate over time because you know it it's true we are what we eat and if we don't 
it seems like our digestion is like the first line of defense with everything. And um, so mine has been problematic for a long, long time. So it doesn't surprise me that I'm sort of developing these then secondary conditions (laughs) that stem from the original. So personally, I feel that we have to keep digging until we get down to the root, root cause. And I know what originally caused my gut problems was my home life and my childhood. And, you know, wanting to take control of that most vulnerable part of my body um, and protect it against everything. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it was, I'm getting down to understanding the original things that sort of set me up to, you know, like that domino effect. Like what was the first tip of the first domino and uh, and I and I think that's where we have to really get down to. And and oftentimes when you get down to the root of the pain, the original cause, it makes it easier to create a structure for healing. But if you don't know the root, then it's a lot of guesswork. Well, maybe I'll try this, or maybe I'll try that, or maybe I'll try. And I've been doing that for decades. And I just thought, enough. <laughs> I've got to figure out, you know, what the original cause was. And then, right, like from the inside out, rather than always trying to heal everything from the outside in first. First it has to be from the inside out. And then the inside will tell me outside structure needs to look like. Uh huh. That makes yeah. perfect sense, and it, like I said, I know what kind of space I was in at 19. I know I didn't feel supported. I know, yeah, yeah. I, you know what I mean? Um, and like I was hitting my head against a brick wall over and over trying to figure out the source of my unhappiness, and then mm. and then this happened, and yeah. I hit my head, and it wound up chipping my vertebrae. Uh, but this has okay. manifested... Um, to this level in my body, and then you have what you, what you've manifested. Do you believe, or do you feel that once we do get to the root, like yeah, I can I can go back and forgive all the myriad situations that contributed to my not feeling supported or pushed or whatever. But do you feel that the physical condition can improve based on that new understanding of yourself? I don't know if the Well, in some cases, yes, I think the physical condition can improve. But I also, as a result of my gut, I also have a degenerative disc, like in L4, between L4 and S1. And will I ever be able to grow that disc back? I doubt it. But, but, discovering the root of the problem, when it, when then the outer structure reveals, like, this is what you need to do to support your body to the highest degree. And maybe it's yoga. Maybe it's Pilates. Maybe it's uh, some form of crazy stretching from Thailand I've never even heard of before. But <laughs> I'm, I believe that we are given what we need to be pain-free. I don't know what that is. 
I don't know how hard I have to work or how much effort I have to put into it, but I believe that I'm given the tools to do that. And I've seen that, you know, because I've healed a lot of things. Uh, you know, I've maintained my life and, and I've gotten out of pain for, you know, some a lot of different things. But I believe, and this is so perfect when you said you were not feeling supported in your childhood, and what better way to injure your spine so that at some point you are forced to go inside and heal the original issue, you know, heal that one thing. It's like, well, if you're not going to go inside, I'm going to make it so you have to go inside at some point. You have to find the root. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not going to let you ignore me. That's you know, right. That's right. Because I'm part me. of you. That's right. I'm a part of you, and I'm not going to let. I won't be ignored. And I think that that's a, a lot of times we're not being punished by, say, you know, car accidents or whatever. Um, I'm not being punished that my my disc is has degenerated. This is how my being gets my attention and says. You have to stop ignoring me. You have to you have to stop ignoring the parts that feel inconvenient to you and that you just don't really want to look at. Or that maybe you spent a little time on in therapy a few years ago and you feel like, Oh, I I'm done with that. It's like, Well, we're not done. We have you know <laughs> there's there's a little more to forgive, there's a little more surrender, mm-hmm. there's a little more, you know, uh attention that needs to be given here. And um if you keep ignoring me, there are consequences to that. And, you know, these are the consequences. You're in pain. You don't feel good. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, and you and you feel lost. You don't you don't know how to how to fix it, how to how to change it, how to get better. Um, yes, and I teach here that, you know, on all the other segments that, you know, the emotions tie into everything and yep. you know and I I interpret stuff. I even do stuff like if if something weird happened to you today you can tell me about it and I'll interpret it to demonstrate what's going on in your mind. So I'm skilled at that and I, I can figure a lot of things out. But what also um was in my face with dealing with the increased pain in the past few days was the emotions that went along with it, which was anger, uh, sadness, and self-pity. Yep, yep. So oh, God, there's that banana peel oh. right into the self-pity. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> the banana. That's perfect. That is a perfect visual, Charles. That's, <laughs> the banana that's my peel banana peel, right is self-pity. self-pity. Yeah, for yeah, some it's too. anger. For some it's um, um, fear or panic. But for me, as soon as I let that self-pity Take That's shape, me too. Then boom, down I go. That's me too. Self pity, and it leads you right into depression. Yep. Mhm. Mhm. Oh, no, I managed. I managed to stave off the depression this time. I haven't had a problem with depression for some years. Oh, I used to. I used to. Yeah, but, me too. Um, yeah. yeah, that's that's a really a thing of the past in in large part. But um, I was surprised at the strength of it. And I'm like, no, no, I let this self-pity stuff go, and here's some more, and why, where are you not feeling supported today, and what are you doing? Right. And, and I came, you know, I drew the conclusion, and if you just listen to your words, and I was saying, you know, my goodness, I, 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 
why is this happening to me? I bend over backwards for everybody around me. And then it's like, click. Oh, okay. So we're probably at a self-nurturing thing, like, you know, bending over backwards for people and like, you know, do I have the strength to handle the schedule? All that stuff. So that just came up and, um, and I just, it, I just want to point out that, and I think that that's key, what you said, I want to just sort of connect two dots here, is the reason that you do not have depression anymore is because you have recognized that self-pity is a trigger into depression or a doorway into depression. And so when self-pity comes up, you work on it right away. And I've done the same thing, and I've stayed out of depression now for almost, and that's why, because I recognized, it took me a while, but I finally understood that my self-pity was my doorway into depression. And if mm. I could not indulge, because really, I mean, I know this doesn't sound terribly kind or spiritual, but for me, self-pity is totally an indulgence. It is like gathering five cakes and sitting on a couch and watching bad comedy, romantic comedies and eating 5K, you know, it's that level of ugh, kind of indulgence. It almost feels like a, like gluttony, you know, it's just it's, ugh, it feels so gross. And if I just recognize I'm going there and that it's coming up and I work with what's really underneath it, maybe sorrow, uh, upset, um, anger, whatever, if I have those real emotions, then I don't need to go to self-pity and I don't trigger a depression. And mm. I'm guessing that you've done the same thing for yourself, which is why you don't go to depression anymore. Sure, absolutely. I've done a lot of work and there's been, a, yeah. you know, of course, a lot of forgiveness work and, you know, mm. um, just sitting with yourself and and really just getting to the, the heart of the matter so to speak. And, yeah. and I say all paths lead to forgiveness or something. There's a block to forgiveness or love somewhere. And that's causing you pain because it wants yeah. to be, it wants to be removed the, like the block and, and you're disconnected from a part of right. yourself. And that's part of the pain is that disconnection and that lack yeah. of wholeness. And, you know, when we, when we do feel whole and nurtured and supported, um, a lot of times we don't have physical problems. Like, I, I feel bad for you. I do not get headaches. I don't get sick. You know, I just deal with this chronic pain. So I, I'm, yeah. I have it easy compared to some people. You know, I couldn't imagine oh having gosh, fibromyalgia. You know, oh, but I know. I know. some people it's, really have it hard. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And I, and I have known many of those people throughout my life. And, of course, with the work I do with Mother, I've, you know, listened to so many people who have oh, such debilitating pain. I, I feel that mine is in such, I mean, in the, in the context of, of what could be happening, I feel mine is very mild. And I'm like you, I hardly ever get sick. Um, gosh, I can't even remember the last time I had the flu when my son was like really little. Oh. And he brought home everything from daycare. <laughs> okay. And there was that year where it felt like we were living in a Petri dish, but other than that, I don't really get sick. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, I feel that my health is, is good compared to the vast majority of, of, of people who suffer. Um, so it, it's that's another thing that keeps me out of self-pity is 
recognizing how good a, many aspects of my health is. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, yes, I have this issue, but um, yeah, I, I don't suffer nearly the way a lot of people do. Yes, and I I do notice that the few times that I have gotten sick in the past, because I used to be sick all the time, um, sinus mm-hmm. infections, upper respiratory infections, oh. stomach stuff, and um, it, it was a constant thing. I've been on medicine since I was a, since I was a kid, and um, so now I'm, I'm trying to get back into a vitamin regimen, and I and I look at the the tablets and capsules, and I stare at it because it got to the point I was on so much medicine that my throat would lock up. For the oh, sinus God. medication, yeah, it got like that. Yeah. So I'm a little nervous about it. I I have to talk myself off the ledge to take it, but um, <laughs> I'll, I'll deal with that. But and I do know that the the couple times that I got sick um, since 1996, which was the last time I ever had a sinus infection, was 2007, where there was a, a, something emotionally tumultuous. And then in mm-hmm. 2010, when the recession was at, it was a struggle mm-hmm. for a lot of people. So yeah. emotionally, I was pretty racked, and a cold managed to get in, a cold or two. But other yeah. than that, yes, I, knock on wood, I feel very blessed. But I do, I do attribute it. I remember that day in 1996 where I realized I had a sinus infection coming. I was to the point where I could go to the doctors and tell them, it, it'll, it'll hit in two days. <laughs> and, and they grew to believe me because it was always there yeah. in two days. But um, I was standing there and I said, there is no reason for me to be sick like this all the time. This being sick like this serves no purpose whatsoever. And I just felt ill. And that was like I had a sinus infection. But Mm. anyway, I just want to be sure of time, Danielle, because I know you you probably have a busy afternoon as well. Yes. So So we're at the halfway point. Yeah, we're at the halfway point. So I just wanted to let you know. Have you heard Mother speak of this topic before? She has. People have asked, you know, like I said, I've worked with a lot of people That's over right. the years who had chronic pain. But um, I don't know that she's really given uh, just a consolidated teaching on on just uh, physical pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this will be interesting to see what she has to say. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. And the visual's pretty funny too because I because you told me where (laughs) you'd be. (laughs) Can we tell everybody where you are? Of course you can tell everybody. Well, as you know, Danielle had a doctor's appointment and it got it got cut close and I hung out and I waited and we got her on the air, but um she's actually in the parking lot outside the doctor's office (laughs) in her car. And when she emailed me and said this is where she would be, I was thinking, fine, as long as the windows are up. But then I got the visual and I started laughing. I was like, okay, this is this is funny. We've got, or we'll have in a moment, Mother Mary sitting in a car in a parking lot <laughs> serving humanity. Absolutely <laughs> and I and then She told me once when I first started channeling, somebody asked her, I can't remember, like, um, do you, you know, do you require like a special place? Cause I used to dress my living room really nicely and I create a beautiful altar and I dress really well and I had fresh flowers, you know, cause this was my honoring of her. And they said, you know, is that required? Should, you know, and she said, Oh, beloved. She said, I, I would, I would come if, she, if Danielle were sitting in a mud puddle in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> she said, I'd still come. <laughs> 
So I love that. So yeah, car is luxury. You know, we're we're doing good. <laughs> I just I just hope she doesn't drive away in it. Oh my god. Oh my gosh, no. Oh my gosh, no. We don't eat. We don't drive. Yeah, we don't do any of that when I channel. All right, so hold on just a second, and I'll bring her right through. Okay. Mm. Hello, beloved one. Hello, Mother. Welcome. Thank you, my dear, always for inviting me. It is a great joy to be with you and all my beloved ones that are listening. Hmm? Yes, thank you for that. So we were uh, discussing chronic pain and getting to the root and the cause of the manifestation of it. And we wondered if you had something you would like to share with us. Oh, yes. Okay. Wonder no more, my dear. Okay. Because I have a lot to say on this particular subject. Um, mm-hmm. Because it is, I will tell you uh, quite honestly that physical pain, chronic pain, because when you have acute pain or an injury, you know the mind knows, the heart knows that it's going to pass. Right, you break your leg and it's very painful in the moment, but then you have it set, the bone set, and you go on to heal and there's no more pain. But chronic pain is one of the most corrosive and debilitating um, experiences that you can have as a human. Mm. And so what I would say to Anyone who's listening, who suffers or struggles with any kind of chronic pain, but you need to make that priority. That this chronic pain, you have manifested it, and you and Daniel spoke well about uh, parts of the being trying to get your attention, to say, hey, pay attention to me, this is important. So chronic pain is how you know that there is something inside of you that is the most important thing that needs to be healed. Right? So yes. the the chronic pain is an outer manifestation even though it might be happening inside your body. Right? But because it's the physical it's the outer manifestation of something inside of you that requires your attention. It's the number one thing that requires your attention. So let me give you an example. You could be born with this chronic pain, right? Say uh, if you were born with bipolar disorder, right? This is... uh, creates chronic mental pain, sometimes physical, but chronic mental and emotional pain and upheaval. So if you are born with something like this, 
this is your being's way of telling you this. But this is what you need to focus on. So you might never cure your bipolar, but all the things that you need to do in order to stay centered with your bipolar is all the things that you need to thrive. Does Mm. that make sense? So listen, if you have bipolar or you have clinical depression, not just depression that people get when things aren't going well or you and Daniel talked about being sort of drowning in self-pity from time to time, that can create depression. But I'm talking about clinical, very serious um, brain chemistry of balance type of depression. Then what your being is telling you that let's say the structure or the protocol that relieves that kind of depression, maybe it's uh, uh, Western uh, medication, but it might also be natural supplements, it might be yoga, uh, meditation, but you might discover through finding that structure that works for you that you can't live in a big city because that type of overstimulation sets you off. So you need to live in uh, a small town or a place that is calm and quiet. And you need to meditate for at least uh, an hour a day and have a yoga practice and get outside in nature. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. the, The chronic pain, the problem as it presents itself, is all about healing. And when you get, when you create that structure that supports your healing, then you can get down inside and what's happening. Why, why, what is the condition of my conception that gave me this bipolar? Well, maybe what's in your being to heal is ancestral work that you are here to break the chains of ancestral uh, fear and darkness and shadow that has existed for generations. Or if the chronic pain, like for you, it came from an accident, right? So Mm -hmm. once you create a good structure, that can get you out of physical pain, that's when you dive into the emotional, the energetic, the mental components of the chronic pain. You ask yourself, what is this for me? What's here for me? What do I, how do I benefit from this pain? What does this feed inside of me? And do I want to keep feeding this pain and but it's very hard to go inside and do the inner healing when you are in pain so the first step always is to do whatever it takes to get out of pain if that means that with your neck you have to create 
physical structure that supports your neck to such a degree that you're out of pain, then that's the first thing you must focus on. Mm-hmm. You understand? Is okay. it uh, what what kind of movement, uh, stretching, strengthening, what kind of exercises? You might get them from a physical therapist. You might get them from who knows where your inner life guides you. But you do those things consistently every day as often as you are told to do them so that you can be out of pain. And once you're out of pain, this is where most people make the mistake. Then they think that, oh, I'm out of pain. I've figured it out. Here's the structure that's going to keep me out of pain, and that's all I want. But you have to take it a step further and go inside and discover why it's here, what it is to you, and what needs to be healed inside. Right? So you create the outside structure that gets you out of pain and supports your healing. And then you go in and do the inner work to heal the inside. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And all along the way, you have to have good support. People who love you, uh, people you can talk to, even if you're paying someone, a therapist, that's wonderful. Don't look down on that. Uh, But you have to have support as you go through this healing process. Because it's the support that keeps you in solution and keeps you out of always dwelling on the problem. Mm-hmm. It, it can be a big distraction, and it takes energy and effort to push it away constantly. Like, no, I can't exactly. deal with you right now. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yes, yes. And recognize that for some people who have been in chronic pain for a long time, like yourself, you're a wonderful example, beloved, that with your neck, it's not an overnight thing or you don't just do certain exercises for two weeks and then you're fine. These things can take uh, a year to really learn how to strengthen and what's going to work absolutely the best for you. But always know that when you are in physical pain, it must be your first priority because it is almost impossible to thrive in your life when you are in physical or severe emotional mental pain and when you have these things present in your life all you have to do is acknowledge that this thing whatever it is is going to be a very big gateway into yourself, into understanding you, into healing you, into blossoming, into thriving. That's why you create these things, because they demand your attention. 
And if you give it, if you give it your attention and remember that there's an outside and an inside component and you work with both equally, then you have every chance of either healing the condition completely or getting your body and lifestyle to a place where you are absolutely fine. That sounds promising. I hope that, so. That, that, but that, that begs the question. Um, I've heard things um, said that you can change a physical condition. And so there's, for me, and I'm sure for many others, there's this uh, mysterious struggle, I think, with the understanding of, okay, so it's manifested and it's here. So you just, so you have to maintain it and keep it and just do the best you can for the rest of your life. But I have um, improved things in my body or healed things. And uh, yes. some things were miraculous. And, and I endeavor to do more of that. Um, so are you saying then, Mother, that um, the physical can modify itself or improve itself to match the new self-awareness, self-understanding, and clearing of what needs to be healed. Yes, but sometimes, and this is an important distinction, let's say you have uh, what I, I put cancer in uh, that sort of chronic pain, chronic category, uh, mm-hmm. Even though when the disease, the onset of the disease, it's like an acute onset of something in your body, so your being, something's changed. Um, generally, most people, not everyone, some go very quickly, but most people, um, it becomes uh, a multiple-year endeavor or battle or a struggle. So sometimes, your soul has chosen a particular course that even when you make all these efforts and you heal the inside, you still end up dying from cancer. But your whole perception about the experience shifts. And you know that you have healed your inner life dramatically even though the cancer has deteriorated the vehicle, the body, to the point where it cannot survive, when you do the inner healing, you come so deep into self. You feel your own um, eternal nature. You feel the expansion of your being through that healing. And you come to peace with your death recognizing that it is a transition, not a final moment. Do you understand? Absolutely, yes. Oh, and that's difficult. And I know there's a lot of people out there with or or who have survived or who, who know survivors and those who have passed away as a result of the cancer. So that is, yes. um, that's, those are beautiful words to express the eternal, nature of the soul indeed indeed and so no matter what you're faced with always do the inner and outer work 
because regardless of the end result, you will feel differently about it. Do you understand? You will not allow the the shadow and the self-pity and the depression to overwhelm your experience. Yes. Even when you are in pain, you will be having a different experience because you are continuing to work in healing the inner life. Right. Well, it got my attention the other day. I erroneously thought it was a different cause. I thought it was a repeat of something bad that happened seven years ago, but apparently I was incorrect in my assumption. And I did manage to um, get the the disc had slipped out, but somehow I figured it out and I got it back in and immediately felt some relief. It's just very sore. Um, can can, can Can we speak for a moment? Not long, but just a moment on things like this. Okay, so it got my attention, and I have been doing uh, some inner work to determine what's um, talking to me, what's speaking to me. But for people with, um, for instance, I have a client who broke, who sprained a wrist and broke a foot within days of each injury. And mm. for can we speak to injuries and how yeah. to approach that and how to – um, the second half is that when we do the inner work, is it is there any one right way to do that, like journaling or sitting with yourself or meditating? All of the above. However okay. you're able to create inner awareness, I like a multi-pronged approach because you are a, a mental being, you are a physical being, you are an emotional being, and you are a spiritual being. So it's nice to use something from all four of those uh, aspects of self to, to help you discover what's going on. Generally, injuries, not always, but generally, injuries are a result of something happening in your life that you feel overwhelmed, out of control. Uh, It's oftentimes a a big issue, like a primary relationship or someone in your life is not doing well and you are filled with worry or your job or career, you are feeling very stressed. There is an intense energy present in something that is primary for you and Injury is the unconscious self, the shadow self, creating a very big distraction because this big energy that's present for you, you don't want to look at. You don't want to pay attention to. You don't want to heal. So when someone has multiple injuries within days, Something is happening in their life that they are not willing to really address deeply. Mm. Before we go on to something else, Mm -hmm. I want to give you just a little hint about your condition with your neck. But you want to think about the spine, the whole spine all the way from the coccyx bone into the skull, right? The whole thing. I want you to think of the spine 
as having two primary energies, one of support and one of flexibility. When someone has spinal problems, no matter what the spinal problem is, generally you will find that they share these two problems with these two energies, that they tend to not be as flexible as their life is asking them to be, and they tend to often feel that they are not supported. Or maybe the inner child feels that it isn't supported, so it can't be flexible. It has to be very rigid and controlling. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. Yes. Thank you for the hint. I know exactly where to go. Um, good. <laughs> yes. Okay, good. I'm excited. I can I can address that and um, pay attention, pay full attention to it once and for all and not just treat it as, I like Danielle's word, inconvenience in my life. Yes. Um, as an inconvenience. Yes. Okay. I love that. Beautiful. And if you think about it, and I'll just leave you all with this one thing, and inconvenience is a good word, all right? Think of inconvenience as a rejection. When you don't pay attention to what your being is asking you to pay attention to, you are rejecting yourself. You are, in essence, telling yourself you are unimportant. This problem with your neck or whatever is happening, you are unimportant. There are more important things outside in the world that I'm going to pay attention to. And so I'm going to neglect you again. I'm going to try to find a Band-Aid. We're going to go to the chiropractor or whatever and fix it, put it back into place. And now that I'm out of pain and I can handle it, inconvenience over let's move on mm. but think of your think of it as when these things happen yes it is an inconvenience but it's also your being saying please please pay attention to me i really need you i need you charlotte right now i need you hmm? mm. I love you, beloved. I love you, too. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. And all that are listening, I love you. And I am always there to serve you, to be beside you, to hold your hand, and love you no matter what. Namaste. Namaste, Mother. Hello. Hello. <laughs> wow. That was excellent. Boy, I wanna I I wanna get that little clip right there. That was, <laughs> that was okay. Great. That I'll was really great. Wow. Yes. That was I I also yeah. I, I I must say I really appreciated the compliments to our discussion. Yes. I like that. Yes, that 
That was lovely. That was lovely. <laughs> and we weren't too far and, off. And then, but no. this was, and, and but it, I, what she just did for me basically is, you know, I, I told you I interpret all this stuff and and body parts and tell me what's wrong with your car and I'll tell you what's happening with your body. That's how. <laughs> That's how much yep. I get into it. I can't not think this yep. way. And so people are like, oh, well, I, I keep stubbing my toe. Well, that means this. Well, this does this. And uh, self-concepts are stored in the forearms and in the lower half of the legs. And and the back means support and flexibility. And here I am dealing with chronic back pain and didn't say, okay, Charlotte, what's, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, so she kind of brought it yeah. into clear focus for me. <laughs> good, good. Thank you so much for having me today, sweetheart, and thank you for waiting. I, it's been a joy. It is always such a joy to be with you and your listeners. Thank you. Thank you so much, too, and I will just do a little bit of simple editing, and I will get the MP3 to you, okay? Awesome. Awesome. We'll right. talk next month. Sounds good. Enjoy the rest of your okay. day. You Bye-bye. too, honey. Bye-bye. All right, everybody, I hope you enjoyed that and got as much information from it as I did and a place to start, start your own healing, mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Thank you all for tuning in uh, from across the United States and around the world and for spending time with us today. Until next time, God bless and be at peace. Oh, wow. You're actually wearing your hair down tonight. Yeah, because I finally decided that I love my hair. I figured out the solution for my morning frizz, midday poof, and even next day bedhead. It's Frizz E Secret Weapon Touch-Up Cream by John Frieda. Well, you and your hair look flawless. Flawless and touchable. Feel. Oh. See? It's soft, smooth ends, no flyaways, shiny. Well, I clearly need to get some because your hair looks amazing. Frizz E Secret Weapon, only from John Frieda. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.